You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and, of course, our good friends over at the Glebe Central Pub. Check out the Glebe Central Pub, guys, your neighborhood pub in the heart of Glebe. Great food, great drinks, great people. Check them out at 779 Bank Street and let them know the Locked On Senators podcast and the Leams Martian sent you, I'm Brandon Pillar, alongside Lelemus Martian, and the Ottawa Senators have a good effort and a result in a win. What a world we live in, Martian, because that was a 5-4 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins and four power play goals. They now have a 7-1 and record when they score four power play goals in a game. The last time they did that was all the way back in 2005 up against the Leafs. So Ross's key to victory was, hey, you got to score on the power play. How does four power play goals sound, producer Ross? That should get the job done. And of course, Martian, it's the captain that finishes it off in overtime. Pilsy, that PP was just a clicking tonight, my man. Things were looking really nice on that power play all night long. And they had some lengthy looks out there, and they, they were making the Penguins pay um, more, more often than not. So really happy to see that, Pils. And, and I don't know, like things are looking nice here. Uh, all of a sudden, team the team is uh, coming together. The return of Josh Norris game was a success. Oh. Uh, and, man, holy, does the team ever look different with him out there, eh? That top, it, that top six is all of a sudden really dangerous because the team comes at you in waves a little bit more. Big time. It changes so much. And not only does it bolster that top six, but it puts Shane Pinto in his proper spot on the third line. And I thought Shane Pinto had a great night, and we can get into that for sure. But as we always do, let's go through the scoring summary of this game. Martian... This was another tough, tough night tough, for tough. Cam Talbot. I mean, yeah. he did make a couple really good saves to start the game, but yeah, I agree. There was three goals at least that were unacceptable. And I know last game I talked about Cam Talbot lost that game for the Ottawa Senators. And a lot of you said, hey, well, Pilsy, it's a 2 1 game. You can't blame the goalie when the team only gets one goal. Well, he's lucky. The boys bailed him out here because they dominated that game and he let in three stinkers and they win 5-4 in overtime. What did you see on that first goal, Martian? Well, I mean, the puck went right through his glove. Right through. Yeah, yeah, that's the craziest thing. It was like I was having PTSD flashbacks of Matt Murray with that glove hand and not being able to catch a goddamn thing. Pilsy, I was getting nervous when that happened, that first goal, because that has been a little bit of a trend with with Talbot is those soft goals early in the games. And the Sens haven't really recently been able to, to recover from those oper- like when that when that happens to them. So, I mean, that first goal it happened fast, and and Jason Zucker just you know ripped it right through the glove. Um, but he's got to stop that. He's got to stop that, that puck. Yeah, well, I think this is the one where he gets a piece of it, and then it bounces up, and then hits him on the head, and then Zucker gets yeah. the rebound there, like. Oh, you got to have that one. It was such a momentum killer for the Sens that came out buzzing. And then it doesn't take long, though. The Ottawa Senators, they tie it up as Batheson slides it over to Cat and he gets it past to Smith. That's tied up 1-1. And then the Ottawa Senators, they keep coming here as Brady slides it to Timmy, goes down the middle, and he rips it. It's 2-1 for the Ottawa Senators here. Uh, Debrinket and Tim Stutzler, two nice shots to get it going for the Sens. Yeah, both of, both those were great little power play rips. That first one from Debrinket was a bit of a bobble play from Batherson that kind of psyched out yeah. the 
defenders a little bit, I feel like, opened up a lane for him. He got it over to uh, Debrinket. And, I mean, that's not the guy you want to leave open uh, on the power play with time and space when, you're mo- when your goalie's moving across the crease. Um, so he just obviously ripped that one top shelf. And then, and then Timmy, I mean, when you look at that play, he's got Sidney Crosby covering him on the, on the point. And he just makes a little, a little opens up his skates move and he accelerates and gets right around Crosby, kind of dances him a little bit, makes him look, you know, kind of normal, like a normal player out there. And, and then he walks right down the middle and just absolutely tears that one. Um, so that was sweet. Yeah. That's, that's some superstar stuff from Timmy right there. And he's been doing more and more of that. And I can only imagine that trajectory is just going to continue too. Oh yeah, it feels good, especially when he has to go up against a top six like the Pittsburgh Penguins that have you mentioned it, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. And I don't know about Malkin sometimes. Like this Man, was he was driving me nuts tonight. Yeah, he okay. The the first one that's kind of a weird play on the penalty because. He's going into the boards and he turns and Norris clips him and he yeah. kind of clips his head into the boards there. Tough penalty, but you got to call that, right? Like he gets, he gets on that penalty, shaken up. That's tough. What I thought was funny on that, though, is the trainer doesn't come onto the ice. Like Malkin's clearly it's like he hurt. Knew. It's like he knew he was milking it. And I, I, I sent out a tweet. I said he was Evgeny Milken. He's milking. He's milking. Well, the thing is, that might have been a strategy thing because, uh, like they said on the broadcast, if the trainer goes out there, then Malkin's deemed hurt and he can't just hop back out there on the power play. So I think uh, that's one where Sullivan's just like, how bad do you think he's hurt? Because if the, if we get a power play here, we could really use him out there. So they just decide not to send the trainer out there. Like, I'm not sure that really makes sense for uh, concussion protocols, but that's that's a whole other story, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, I, everyone kind of knew it wasn't going to be serious for him. So they're just like, just, just wait, just wait, just stay there. He'll be fine. And yeah, sure it, enough, he was. Like, it wasn't a hard, it wasn't like Norris put his weight into it and drilled him it was just he kind of clipped him and then he ran out of space and it, it looked bad i don't think it was that bad at all that's the thing it was just an unfortunate kind of twist and it, and it looked bad i'm sure it did sting a little bit but obviously not that much as malkin he draws another penalty later just a little while later and that makes it a five on three and our guy steve g i'd like to give the goggles to the refs yeah the refs were uh that was an interesting game a lot of power plays tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting one for the refs. But the thing here is Malkin draws both those penalties. And then, of course, it's a shot from the point and Malkin outbattles Sanderson in front and he taps in the rebound. So he ties it up right there. That's that's when you still felt like the Ottawa Senators were dominating here, but you're not getting the saves at the right times. Yeah, I mean, that's tough, too, when it's a five-on-three kind of situation. It's just like one of those ones where, like, it was like the fans were booing Malkin every time he touched yeah, the puck. He just kind of knew, knew it was going to happen. He, he was just going to make us pay. And it, you know what? It, it feels good to hate the Penguins a little bit again, right? Because feels you, great. You, you kind of forget that, like, we don't like the Penguins. And <laughs> you, you look at you look at out-of-division rivals, and, and I think Penguins are pretty much right at the top of the list, right? So, um, yeah, I mean – that, that's tough, but you know what? We'll move on in the scoring summary here because uh, we got we got some better things to talk about. <laughs> Unfortunately, Martian, the next goal is not a better thing, though, as it's a D2D pass. Friedman, one-timer. This is the goal I had the biggest issue with because Friedman, I think, I know that was his first goal all season. I think it might have been his first point all season, classic yeah. sense, but this one, it's an obvious play. It's going D2D. 
no screen, no, no. deflection, no yeah. traffic in front. Talbot knows it's going glove side. He goes to get it, and it just goes right through. And that's the one where he's looking at his glove like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah what's, he like, what's going on here? You he almost kind of like waved that a little bit, and he like overshot it, and it just hit the bottom of his glove and trickled in. It was like, well, dude, like you just got to catch that puck. Um, and that was the second one that we saw tonight where it, like, it, it looked like he should have caught it, and it, he just didn't, and then it led to a goal. Yep. Maybe we just give him two blockers. Maybe that's a solution. Honestly, I mean, yeah. If you can't catch it, at least punch it away. Don't let it just sit. Well, they let him have two sticks, too, so he can handle the puck better as well. Because, I mean, last game we were talking about... Two blockers, no sticks. How about that? So yeah. that he's not uh, he's not fumbling around over there. Oh, man. So that makes it 3-2 for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But you got to give it to the Sens. They keep pushing. They keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's the penalties, it's the power plays that gets things going. And, hey, if they're going to dominate like this on the power play, I don't care if ultimately they get nine chances and convert on uh, four of them. As this one, Shabbat shot on net. Brady doing what he does in his office, causing chaos. He gets the rebound, slides it over to Batheson, and that's an easy one for Drake right there. Yeah, I mean, he's going to bury that every time, or at least I would hope so, right? So, that, I mean, and and that that play, first of all, Shabbat had a really nice game tonight, I thought. Um, there was a couple little miscues with handling the puck and things like that. I think that, I mean, that happens any game with anyone, so that's fine. But, like, overall, generally, he was doing a really good job offensively, I thought, controlling the play and getting shots to the net and things like that. And that's exactly what he did here. And then Brady, of course, grabs that rebound. And then what a smart play by him instead of, you know, trying to jam that towards the net, which he could have easily done, which most guys probably would have. Having the wherewithal to know that Batherson's basically right behind him. He's wide open and just sliding that over there with a little touch pass. And that wasn't the only little touch pass that he had tonight either, because the next one we're going to talk about was the same kind of situation where it was like a, you know, four or five foot pass that he just... Tr- trickles over to the Pinto there. But yeah, that Batherson goal, easy peasy for Drakey. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. Brady is really evolving his game. He's becoming a really good playmaker. And you mentioned it. He does it again. The Sens are breaking into the zone in the third period. It's another, uh, or no, this one. Oh yeah, this one is a power play. Joseph cross-checking penalty after the whistle. The fen- friends and families aren't going to love yeah. that one. Uh, that's really a tough bad. one. <laughs> but uh, the Sens break into the zone. Brady slides it over to Pinto. And Pinto goes in. And just a quick little backhand forehand deke. And he kind of uses the defender as a screen and rips it past to Smith. The Sens were able to just rip pucks past uh, Casey to Smith in this one. Yeah, I mean, this is like Shane Pinto of his goals. How many of them weren't just clean rips for him? Because I feel like most of them are just him standing in a good shooting area and just deciding to rip the puck and beating goalies clean, which is really impressive for a rookie. And got to think that's going to even just get better for him as well, right? Like that, that being able to do that, there's only, you know, so many shooters in the league who, who are capable of just ripping pucks past goalies clean like that. And um, it looks like Shane Pinto is going to be one of those guys for a while here. Definitely. And adding Pinto to, we talked about it, to Brinkett, Timmy, they, a Batherson, they both had great shots that end up going in the net here. So that makes it four to three for the Ottawa Senators. And then it's Malkin. Again, he enters the zone, drops it off for Crosby. Crosby sends it towards the net. Raquel gets it. Quick spin. And that one slips past Talbot. Look, it's not the worst goal, but... I really didn't like that one from Talbot either. He's so deep in his net and it gets by him there. 
the only leeway I'll give him is that when Raquel's spinning around like that, it's it's got to be similar to a backhand, right, Pilsy? I know you're the goalie. You tell me, but like when you when you when a guy's spinning like that, you don't really know when he's going to release the puck and, yeah. and how it's going to come off his stick. And I think that's kind of similar to how a backhand works. Um, but he's, I mean, he's in position. The puck hits him in the basically the chest, and it still somehow gets through him. It, I, I tweeted this out too. It looked like it went straight through him. <laughs> like I, there's one of those goals that you see in video games where it's just like a glitch, and the, the puck somehow like goes through the goaltender, and that's what it looked like. And to me, he's got to stop that one too. And you're right. There's three out of four of those goals. Um, Cam, if they would have lost, if they would have lost that game, that's all I would want to talk about is how. He basically lost the game for them. And I know last game, you, you and Jack probably talked a lot about, <laughs> you know, it, it, that game was essentially on his shoulders with that with that gaff that he had last game. So luckily, at least he was able to get the win here. But um, I, I'm a little nervous for, for old Cam Talbot here. And with him being, you know, a guy that there's been a little bit of rumblings about, like, them possibly trying to extend him or give him another contract if they're not going to trade him. That, like, I mean, that that is going away very quickly for him. I would think like you can't you can't be watching this guy and be like I need to resign this immediately right so it's gonna be a wait and see thing I think it's gonna come down to the deadline and if, and if they don't ink him before then and which I hope they don't honestly the way he's playing right now um, he should be trade bait uh, if somebody wants you know somebody to to back up. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be an interesting scenario with Cam Talbot coming coming up here because he's supposed to be the top guy and there's a lot of goals that you don't like to see here but hey. Something we do like to see, our guy, Paxton Lynch, thank you for the donation here. He says, wanted to donate a little of my winnings on the over. You guys are great. No, Paxton, you're great. And all of you guys are great. Hey, that leads perfectly into this, Martian. I also hit the over in this game. I don't know if you spent a couple shekels on that. But but, uh, our friends over at Bet Online. That's a place you can ha- sprinkle a couple shekels and get some in return if you can figure out how these Ottawa Senators are going to perform because they are the best spot for all your latest odds, scores, player performance props, and more. It's not just hockey, guys. Football, basketball, boxing, golf, UFC as well. Head to the website today. Check it out, guys. It's Bet Online where the game starts. And that's the best place to bet on the game. The best place to watch the game, obviously the CTC, but... You can get there, or if it's a road game, Glebe Central Pub will hook you up. It's the neighborhood pub in the heart of Glebe at 779 Bank Street. They got all the Sens games on. They got shuttles going to the game, and they'll bring you right back to the pub so you can keep the party going when Brady Kachuk scores yet another game winner in upcoming games. you got to go to Glebe Central Pub, guys. They are the sponsor of the Postcast. We love them. You're going to love them. They're Sens fans just like you and I. Check them out and let them know that the Locked On Senders podcast sent you. All right, this takes us to overtime, the Leams Martian. And sure... It's a team you're technically chasing in the wild card spot, but you're so many points behind that it really doesn't matter. But ultimately, you don't want to give the Pittsburgh Penguins any points here, just because, yeah. like you mentioned, we don't like them. We don't. We don't like them. So you no, don't want to give. Like them, them, <laughs> we don't want to give them any chances here. But Brady Kachuk. He doesn't keep us waiting that long, and he doesn't really give the Pittsburgh Penguins even a shred of hope that they're going to get into this one. As you talked about it, Thomas Shabbat, 
tough play lately, but this was a better game for him for sure. He sends it up to Timmy, and I love this move by Timmy and Brady. Right as they enter the zone, they switch spots, and the defenders aren't sure whether to switch with them or stay where they are. They decide to stay where they are, and that's fine because Brady uses the defenseman as a screen, and we talked about just ripping shots past Casey to Smith. Yet again, another example of him just getting it past to Smith, and that's the game winner. Brady loves scoring those game winners. You could argue, and we have argued, that he's not exactly the prototypical three-on-three overtime guy because he doesn't have a lot of speed. But man, is this guy clutch. He's the captain for a reason. He knows when to ramp it up. And Martian, not only did that goal cause the game winner, the Brady Kachuk shots over also hits on that play. <laughs> so he, really, that. He, he knows how to please the people. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth when you said clutch because he's been doing this basically like since his rookie season. He's been scoring overtime winners for the Suns here. And this was just pure and utter captain shit that he just decided to do here. And he puts the team on his back yet again, and he just drags them to a W. I'll be shocked if he doesn't get the goggles tonight, although we, we know that um, you know, the, the Nodak boys and, and the defense core seems to be bonding together with the goggles. Hamannick said he wants to keep the goggles on the decor. I think JBD is a, a sleeper pick for those goggles. I know uh, he wasn't put in the poll here, um, but yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I think Sanderson has those, right? So Sanderson's got the goggles. He, he might be handing them over to JBD. But man, Brady Kachuk with that goal tonight. Woo-hoo. Come on. Like, this guy can't stop. Yeah, what else do you want with the game? You know, on the game on their stick to rip a shot, and it was a great drop pass by Timmy. But like, I mean, Brady's Brady's just so clutch. Yeah, absolutely, and I think this leads perfectly into our Send Central standouts presented by the Glebe Central Pub. Martian, I'll hand it off to you. This is this is your your segment. You typically choose Brady Kachuk as a standout, regardless of what's going on. So I'll pass it off to you and just let you go off here. I mean, it would be ridiculous for me to pick anybody but Brady Kachuk. He's the top for my standout, right? Like, I mean, we talk about we always use the term low hanging fruit. It'd be fun if we could come up with something different than low hanging fruit. But I mean, low hanging fruit tastes sweet, baby. It's ripe. And yeah. and what we're looking at here with Brady Kachuk is a four point night. And I I don't even know if I need to go any further than that. Um, the guy was all over the ice tonight. You could clearly see, and it was very similar to the St. Louis game where, you know, he was putting in that little bit of extra effort that he sometimes can put into a game and he can really drive uh, the rest of his team forward with his physicality and, and just getting those shots on net early. You know, he was, you know, he's shooting everything and then he kind of, he starts dishing, he changes his game up a little bit. He's such a good player, Pilsy. He's so fun to watch. He's all over it, and I mean, like a couple primary assists. Like I said, three assists and a goal. all of his assists primary. They're all primary, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, dude, like, what, what are we talking about here? He's sick. He's out of control. He's a point machine, and we're talking about a guy who's still he's twenty three years old. <laughs> what what doesn't Brady Kachuk do at this point? Like, man, he he's, he's a man. Just so clutch. He's a man, Pilsy. He he yeah. is. He's going to be doing this for a while, and it's 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 an absolute pleasure to have him as part of this team. Um, you know, obviously, these wins are going to, as we go, I know it's been a slow rolling for the fan base. I know it's easy for us to get frustrated after a couple of losses, especially the way they've been going. Um, but when you really go high level and you look at this thing, you know, from the top, you, you can see that there's 
major progress being made with all these players. And, and Brady Kachuk is the leader of all of that. And he will be going forward. Absolutely. And right by his side is my Sun Central standout, signed to the biggest contract in Ottawa Senators franchise history. It's Timmy Stutzla, the superstar who I have a pretty good feeling we're going to see in Florida at the All-Star Game uh, yep. riding shotgun with Brady here. If Sen's Twitter had anything to say about it, and they certainly had something to say about it. I mean, this is a great game for Timmy too, Martian. Sure, he doesn't put up the big numbers that uh, Brady Kachuk does in this one, but he gets a goal, an assist, four shots on net, and you don't love to see the faceoff percentage at 29% there for both Brady and Timmy, but Timmy plays 26 minutes and 29 seconds. He had eight minutes and 41 seconds on the power play. I mean, Brady had, Brady had nine fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that is absolutely insane. But Timmy, I thought just did a really good job. And I know Norris just got back, and Norris, I think that's my vote for uh, the goggles. If we're if we're getting into that too, the boys are going to look to give him a return. boost in his return. Um, but Norris was the number one center of this team. I I think it's pretty clear that he's going to be labeled the number two going forward here. Like Timmy is the man, yeah. and it seems like whatever line he's on is the line that seems to have most success here. So Tim Stutzla is my sensational standout. Hell yeah, Pilsy. And that's going to be some really nice internal competition for, I mean, the next at least seven years, right? Eight years? What? North? Yeah, eight years. It's like those guys are going to be yep. teammates. That's our one and two going forward here. So, and then there's Pinto, who is no slouch himself. So, it's a perfect I mean, third line center. These guys are so young and they're so good. They're going to get so much better. And having that depth down the middle, we know makes a huge difference for any team. As long as these guys stay healthy, the Sens are a wagon. And I, I know I'm, I'm always the eternal optimist, but, like, dude, just look at it. Like, let's, let's just, like, objectively look at it from the outside looking in. These are some of the better young players in the league, and they're all on one team, and they, they play center. You know what I mean? It's great stuff. Yeah, it's incredible. And now that the Sens are – more, I was going to say fully healthy, but honestly, just Norris back kind of makes the other injuries not that big of a deal or guys that aren't playing not a huge deal. So you've got a healthy top six. The decor has been better as of late. I think obviously you'd like to find another defenseman, but where the Ottawa Senators are this season, that's just tough to even <laughs> kind of get yeah. into. Um, so the Ottawa Senators are going to need the goaltending to step up here if because every it seems like every other area is getting better and the goaltending is getting worse, unfortunately. So if they're going to continue this run, that's what I want to see. And uh, things I love seeing, Adam Rogers, thanks for the donation here. He says, I know I'm a bit behind on this, but so happy to see the Sens Talk Channel collaboration. Way to grow with the hockey culture. Go Sens, go. We did a behind the blog with Sens, uh, Sens Talk earlier this year it was awesome Get, definitely watch the youtube version of that we pull up uh, pictures from when he was uh when he was a kid it's absolutely hilarious but this is a great win for the ottawa senators 5-4 overtime victory over the pittsburgh penguins who martian they're gonna see them real soon mm -hmm. it's their next game on friday in pittsburgh yeah and they can't, they can't even be looking at what the result of this game was. They need to buckle up and be ready for the same show all over again because this Penguins team, they're not going away. 
they don't go away. They're very similar to the Bruins in that way, where you you, you know they've had these same core veteran players for so long. And in you know in five years, this is how people are hopefully going to be talking about the Sens. But yes. um, you know this is they have their systems, they have the way they play. They're going to come at you the same way every night. Talbot, as long as he's better, and as long as the Sens continue to play the, with the with the effort level that they played with tonight, they should be okay. And just just quickly back to that D court conversation, like when you're looking at that top four D and the way JBD played tonight, if he can build off this type of play and play the way he's been playing. Um, man, that, the top four is going to be just fine, right? And I know there's been a lot of talk, too, about you know keeping JBD with, with Shabbat and then when Zub gets back, putting him with Sanderson. So Zub Sanderson is something that we've never seen. And I think that, you know, obviously, you know, when you look at Sanderson's numbers, um, he's doing all of this with, with Travis Hamannick, who anal- analytically speaking, um, is, you know, it drags him down a little bit, I guess, in the analytics department. Um, I think there's obviously some intangibles that other people maybe just don't understand with how they're operated together and maybe the advice he's giving him on the bench and the communication yeah, level and the communication probably on, on the ice. I bet you Hamannick's very vocal out there. He's telling Sanderson what to do and how to do it. Um, not that he necessarily needs that. I'm just saying that, you know, putting Sanderson with a partner who's also very capable, I think will 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 do good things. I think that that could be a very good top four if if – as long as they continue to trust JBD and and he plays the way he's been playing. I didn't barely notice him tonight, and that's the good thing. You know what I mean? Hmm. That's, that's like, you know, Chris Phillips. He was one of those guys you could watch half of his games, like 40 games over a season, and you, you would maybe hear his name called on the broadcast, like, you know, once a game. <laughs> because he just he gets the puck, he, he, and he dishes it to the right guy, and it's, and it's a done deal, and he's out of the zone. Um, it's just little things that not everybody might notice. Yeah, and that's what we love to see from JBD. And uh, this is a great win for the Ottawa Senators. And hopefully they can kind of carry that over to the game on Friday in Pittsburgh up against the Penguins. And guys, we're going to start try to carry some of this momentum over into tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Senators podcast, available on YouTube, wherever you get your audio podcasts as well. And hey, if you guys have missed any of the LOSP episodes over the last week, you guys have been wanna, ripping it up. We've been crushing it with the interviews. Uh, Troy Mann, Igor Sokolov, Mark Mathot, Mike Rupp, and Scott Wheeler. How about that for five in a row? And thanks to Cam H, a donation here. Not excited for Friday. Watching a game from PPG Paints gives me some bad flashbacks. Yeah, Cam. Uh, we all know about those. That's why we hate the Pittsburgh Penguins. But we're going to talk more about that in tomorrow's episode and on Friday's episode when we preview this game. So, guys, tune in to the episode tomorrow on the Locked On Senators podcast. Thank you to the Leams Martian for joining me. Always appreciate it, Martian. You're an absolute beauty. And we get to chalk up a 5-4 overtime win where Brady Kachuk is the goal score in overtime thanks everybody in the chat thanks for all the donations we appreciate it thanks to our sponsors bet online and the glebe central pub this has been another edition of the locked on senators podcast the postcast presented by the glebe central pub have a good night everyone and we'll see you in tomorrow's episode